Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode. Of course, I'm your host, Mo. My next guest is a retired four-star Army general who served 37 years in the United States Army, West Point, and Princeton grad, commanded troops his entire career, uh, most notably during the initial invasion of Iraq in 2003, and then later rose to the head of the Central Command. For those of you who don't know, CENTCOM is essentially all the countries in the Middle East, right? About 25 countries and over 130,000 troops, myself included, right? Then eventually, I was selected as the director of the Central Intelligence Agency. Really a man who actually needs no introduction, uh, General David Petraeus. Welcome, sir. Great to be with you, Mo, and, and thanks in turn for all that you've done over the past couple of decades, uh, including time I'm pretty certain when you served when I was privileged to command the surge in Iraq and, and Central Command and in Afghanistan, for that matter, because I know you were rotated in and out of all those theaters. And for what it's worth, just a quick correction, when I took command of CENTCOM, we had 250,000 men oh, and women in uniform right at that, that point in time, and about the same number of contractors. So it was wow. a pretty large enterprise. But again, it was awesome to have you as part of it, especially with uh, the very special folks with whom you were serving at that time. So thanks, first sergeant. No, sir. Thank you. Yeah, and I'm, like, I'll uh, obviously adjust that. So, sir, obviously you've been extremely successful. You know, everyone knows the general. Uh, really, just kind of want to get to know the man a little bit, if you don't mind. So, if you just tell us a little bit about yourself, and then maybe, maybe like some strategies or routines or habits, right? Because no one becomes successful on accident, right? That is one thing. It doesn't matter what your industry is. No one is successful on accident. It takes hard work, habits, and routines. And from studying, you know, professors at Stanford to Navy SEALs to unit operators, I, I've noticed most everyone who is successful in their industry uh, shares common threads and traits. So, sir, what are some of your, you know, habits and routines for, uh, that you consider important for, for daily success? Well, I think first and foremost, the, the biggest of the big ideas in life really is to make the most of every day. And it sounds very trite um, and commonsensical, but, uh, you know, I really try to do that. Uh, and, of course, the routine for, gosh, four more decades was always, as it is in the Army, uh, you know, you get up early, you get a cup of coffee, you do a real quick check of uh, email or the overnight intel or whatever it is, depending on what position you're in. Yes, sir. Uh, and then you you hit the bricks. You, you run, you work out, you get in a, a great physical training session. Absolutely. And at various times, it could be anywhere from at least an hour. As a battalion commander, it was an hour and a half. We nice. lost the barracks we didn't fool around. We were very <laughs> deadly serious about it. Nice. Um, so, again, a critical part of uh, of every day. Now, <clears throat> to be candid, especially uh, in my present position over the last decade or so with the global investment firm KKR, yes, sir. I travel so much that that routine is not always possible. And what you end up doing is carving out time during the day rather than at the beginning of the day. It's really nice if you can get into a routine where it's always the same time every day, but obviously that's not possible. Right. Uh, but the point is to make sure there is physical fitness every day. That you're, then you're obviously being as efficient and effective as you can be. 
and then in my positions, it's always been about assimilating information, uh, whether it is as it was during the surge in Iraq, 7.30 to 8.30 in the morning after a workout, after a quick breakfast and shower, you're in the operations center getting the morning battlefield update and analysis. I mean, we did that every single day for 19 and a half months during that portion of sure. my time in Iraq there at that time as, as the four-star. Sure. And then, of course, your battle room, determining what it is you're actually going to do. And we had a huge butcher block piece of paper in these different jobs that I was privileged to hold. Uh, and even now, we have a battle rhythm. Uh, in other words, what will you do every single day? What do you do a couple of times a week? What do you do once a week? Right. What do you do every other week? What do you do monthly? What do you do quarterly? And it's all there. And and I was pretty serious about that. I would get exercised, as they say, if we did not execute the battle rhythm. But again, that's how you ensure that you do what you know you need to do and meet your responsibilities to the organization your subordinate commanders, each of whom needs a slice of time. What's the frequency of, say, again, to go back to the surge, when do we gather the division commanders together? When do we gather the three stars and above together? Uh, When do I meet with this commander, that commander? Again, they need a routine. I remember when I took command, I talked to the individual who replaced me in the the three-star job that I'd had uh, when I was in Iraq, obviously after the two-star, the invasion. Yes, sir. In division command and i said what do you need from me and he said i need to see you on a regular basis so i said fine i had insisted on that when i was the three-star i got an hour a week with the overall commander i said that's what we'll start and then within that we will have a rhythm one week uh the first week of the month we'll talk about the iraqi military the second week can be about the iraqi police the third week can be about the minister ministry of defense sure. at large and the institution the fourth week Ministry of Interior writ large. Because again, now we're talking about not just the police, we're talking about infrastructure, we're talking about police academies, we're talking about uh, the logistics, we're talking about the, the ministry activities, we're talking about the rule of law. So again, my point is you have to determine what it is you need to do, and then you've got to do it, and you force yourself to do it. We used to have what we called action-forcing mechanisms. Sure. Um, these are meetings that I really didn't want to have to do because they're <laughs> right. going to make me, they're going to force me to make a decision. Right. But I know I've got to do that. Again, if you're commanding a huge organization, uh, say the surge in Iraq was probably about 200,000 men and women under uniform yes, and a similar number of contractors and civilians, uh, you've got to make decisions today if you want to be somewhere six months from now. This is like turning an aircraft carrier uh, battle group. Uh, you've got to anticipate it. You have to plan it. You have to lay it out. You have to give orders to subordinate organizations so it can ripple down. And then and only then are you going to start the process of actually turning the whole uh, enterprise. So, again, as a general sense, that's sort of how we went about it. And, again, physical training was a key piece of that. During the surge, um, three days a week we would run. Uh, and... To, I, I worked out uh, on a stationary bike the other time. It was a little bit more efficient. Didn't have to get out. Didn't have to have security guys and all the rest of that stuff. Right. And of course, it's you know not 110 degrees right, uh, right. In, inside. Yes, so, sir. but to make those runs actually even more productive than they would have been, to make it more than just a workout, which it very much was, and it was we'd go about 10 kilometers, which was the distance around that huge lake 
camp victory, as you will recall. Oh, yes, sir. Yes, sir. Um, sure you run it. Uh, yes, so sir. we would bring in uh, majors, usually, uh, or captains. There was one brigadier general that could keep up. But we'd bring in people who could keep up, but who could also share information so that we'd be multitasking. Oh, wow. Uh, one of those occasions, there's a major that came over from a battalion that was on the adjacent base, and he started talking about how his battalion was engaging with a key insurgent leader, and they might actually be able to reconcile, but they needed to work it up the chain of command. I said, stop. <laughs> it's approved. Run right back <laughs> to your headquarters right now. You're no longer running with me. Go back. Tell your battalion commander reconcile with this individual i'll cover it with everybody between you and me and with the national our national intelligence agency that oversees some of this stuff and was working it had a hand in it and then also with the uh, government of iraq which had a uh, somewhat jaundiced view of some of the reconciliation with sunni insurgents given that it was a shia majority uh, country and minister so my point is again it's all about really making the most of every day. And so what sounds like a very, again, just so common sense statement of the obvious, but when you dig into it and you really operationalize that thought, that's a pretty big deal. Yes, sir. And that's what we sought to do. And, and again, it was very formalized. It was very detailed. Uh, it, it was, we thought our way through that to the extent that we could. And there were all kinds of elements in there. I mean, we even did, for example, once a month at several different locations in Baghdad and then sometimes at outlying forward operating bases, we would do photo op opportunities. Because we got, you know, especially <laughs> right. once the surge was succeeding, everybody wanted a photo. Sure, yes, sir. And I'd get ambushed. I couldn't move from the <laughs> office that I shared with the ambassador to the meeting, to the ops center. Everybody would be ambushing me, saying, yeah. sure, hey, can we have a photo? And, and, and I'd never turn them down, but it meant we never got to the meeting. Right. One time. right. So, so we said, no big deal. And my aide would hand out info cards or something like that to say yes he'll he'll be doing photos on this day in the big cafeteria right. and we put in a, a podium and a stand in there uh, we put the colors up uh, we'd have you know a camera the camera was tied into electric power not batteries it had an external disk drive and electronic flashes wow. i mean this thing was professional <laughs> we'd have martial music playing it became an event right. and every people who had even had their photo taken would just stay there just to watch everybody else. Awesome. And they'd come across the stage. I'd shake their hand, pull them into position, try to say something meaningful, usually based on what their combat patch was and the motto of the unit. And then, you know, allow the individual to move off the other side. Uh, and, but again, it was to make the most of every day. I acknowledge that folks, okay, they want a photo. I'm going to give them a photo. By gosh, you know, I owe that at the very least <laughs> and much more. But how can we do it efficiently and effectively? And by the way, we would do 1,200 photos in an hour, typically. Wow. That's how, how organized this, you know, there were people that pulled them on that would take off their badges. Yeah. Uh, collect whatever legal documents they wanted to hand to me. I mean, it was amazing what especially the host nation workers wanted to share. Uh, and so it's about working this out um, and, and ensuring that you are seen for yourself because how you spend your own time as a leader is crucially important. Yeah. As an individual, it's crucially important. So again, we'd work out how is, 
how how am I going to spend my time? Right. Uh, and we're constantly tweaking it. Uh, and then we had a huge staff that would enable me to be ready for whatever meeting it was, whatever meeting, whatever ceremony, whatever. And obviously you have intrusions. Um, you know, you'd get short notice congressional delegations. We'd have memorial ceremonies tragically. We'd have emergencies, uh, attacks. You'd have to go right. see the prime minister on short notice, right. whatever it was. But we tried to stay to that because that's how, again, we ensured that I made the most of every day. And so that's the bottom line. And you figure out what are the components. By the way, I had to get, in those years, I had to get six hours of sleep a night because occasionally you're going to be interrupted during the night. Right. But six right. hours is about, that's, that's about the edge. And again, keep in mind, we were doing tough physical training. Yes, sir. Um, so you got to get that. And we recognize that if I got less than that, you know, you're literally struggling to stay awake. Right. Um, I've never believed that there are people that can get by on, you know, three or four hours of sleep, not over a period of time. Keep in mind, we didn't have weekends to catch up. We couldn't sleep in on, you know, Saturday morning or yes, something or every single morning. Yeah. Um, later on at some point in time, I think we finally said, we'll do the Sunday morning battlefield update and analysis virtually. But frankly, I still got up and did it. Uh, it was actually online. Uh, I still generally stuck to the same routine because you, it, you know, if you're getting up every day, you, your eyes come open anyway. Right. So that's the idea. And I think that's what we have to operationalize. Now, obviously, seldom do people have the size staff and, and all of the enablers, if you will. Um, you know, speaking of your world communications, I had a phenomenal comms team there. And when I got in a vehicle, somebody handed me a laptop. It was already spooled up. Uh, the lids open, I'd signed on. You know, you had a we had a, a zipper laptop, a nipper laptop, and a coalition laptop, depending on what the various systems were. Right. And I'd say which one I wanted. I'd work. I'd hand it back. To, I didn't even look behind me. Sometimes I just knew <laughs> there was a, a combo person in the back seat. Uh, if we were in the SUV. Um, or in a helicopter or a plane or what have you. And we had satellite teams. And, you know, in fact, we used your old organization to, to show us a couple of times, uh, including in my final government job, by the way, which did not, it was surprisingly didn't have in route comms huh. until I showed up. So we took them on board for the first flight. Uh, we were in the gray tail with a big package slip, uh, that was slid into it, as you probably know. Yes, sir. And we put in all the hatch mounts and yep. we had, you know, in route comms. So I said, guys, we're really going to go for hours yep. or you're going to download it and print it for me. I mean, you got, I got to be online. So this is the idea. And obviously I've got a little bit of passion about this, but you know, it's been a lifetime figuring out how to do this, how to make the most of every day over. Awesome. Make the most of every day. No, sir. That's, that was wonderful. Um, I guess only other thing I would ask her if, uh, like you said, right, you've, you've taken a lifetime to perfect this. If you could look back in time and talk to your younger self, what would you tell them? Well, there are a few observations here, I think. Um, the first, I think, is that life is a competitive endeavor. And I think hmm. you got to recognize this early on, and you have to embrace it, accept it, yes. deal with it. Um, you know, You don't get a trophy just for showing up in the world. This isn't little kid soccer. Right. Um, you don't get the T-shirt unless you actually achieve excellence. Right. 
Um, and we need to truly be all that we can be again. Um, and recognize that again, you don't get the trophy unless you're among the best or the best. And by the way, you also want to be the best team player along the way as well. It's not just about you. It's about you and the team and the team of teams and all the rest of that. So again, this sounds also, it is a statement of the obvious, except that you really got to embrace this. You've got to accept this again. You don't, Nobody wants to hire, you know, you didn't want a platoon leader when you were a young soldier who coasted through West Point and got a gentleman's B right. or was too cool for school. You want somebody who's, who's intense about being the best, uh, most professional, most technically competent individual. You know, he or she has to be able to lead you. You want somebody who's going to lead you into combat and bring you home alive. Yes, sir. Because again, he or she knows knows the business, so that's number one. And uh, again, all this stuff about you know that people like the cool guy or whatever, yeah, when they're in high school, but not when they want to want a CEO or a leader or a commander. Then they want somebody who is serious, focused, committed. You have to commit to this stuff, um, and that's what you're after. Uh, because that's what's going to enable the organization uh, to live up to its full potential. Um, the second is that your know, life is not full of high five moments. Um, you can do all, you can do everything possible, but you're not going to win everything. Um, you're not going to make it to the Super Bowl and win it every single year. Even the very, very best are capable of doing that. Absolutely. And, you know, you make mistakes. Uh, those for whom you're responsible make mistakes. Therefore, it's yours. Uh, you own it. Your organization owns it. You have to take, accept accountability for that. You have to acknowledge it. You have to uh, understand it, learn from it. And then you got to pick yourself back up off the canvas, dust yourself off, and pick up the rucksack and start putting one foot in front of the other again. Um, so, a friend of mine once shot me something and said, you know, don't tell me how high the guy jumped. Tell him how, me how high he jumped back after getting knocked down. Mm. That's the real measure uh, of an individual. I think that's uh, very true as well. Absolutely. And then the final one, I think, is that luck is what happens when preparation meets opportunity. Awesome. You may or may not get the call to, you know, Petraeus to command the surge in Iraq. It's desperate. The country's sliding in the Civil War. The president calls you. Um, That's a once in a a generation or more um, opportunity, if you will, situation. Um, But if the call does come, you have got to be ready. You You have to have spent your lifetime to that point preparing for that moment. Again, making the most of every day, embracing the reality that, that this is a competitive endeavor and you've got to really commit, um, trying to be the very, very best you can be and master uh, your profession, um, the, making the most of the opportunities you're given to lead, watching others at, at good vantage points, how they lead, learning from formal schooling and always engaging in self-study to learn from what others uh, did. 
so that if that moment comes, when it comes, again, you are ready uh, right. so that you can uh, make the most of an opportunity and discharge the responsibilities uh, that result from it. So I think those are the, the, the big ideas that maybe, you know, back even younger when then they started to emerge for me as, as big ideas um, that perhaps that would have been helpful. Yes, sir. And if so, again, that's the purpose of your podcast and, and a reason, Mo, frankly, why I feel privileged to be part of it. And also again, uh, say thanks for what you have done uh, for our country and the great units that you've been part of, but, but also what you continue to do now. Sir, no, the pleasure is all mine. It's, it's absolutely an honor to have you here. I know you're extremely busy and uh, doing big things, even to this day with your, your financial firm. So uh, I just, again, sir, from the bottom of my heart and uh, on behalf of my audience, thank you for sharing your time and your wisdom with us. Thanks very much. Thanks, Mo. Thank you, sir. Have a, have a great day. Okay.